we have been very fortunate enough to get Laurie Horish away from his TV for a few minutes only with the second batch of NFL matches underway. And as we say good morning to you, Laurie, can you please tell me what happened to Kansas City and Buffalo earlier this morning? Well, I'll tell you what, let's start with Kansas City. I think this was just a game of missed opportunities. The, they had The defence from the Chiefs had a really good lockdown on whatever it is Indianapolis are offering on offense so far this season, which has been not much. Um, they just needed some complimentary football. And I just questioned a couple of the decisions there. There, were, there was some, um, there was a fourth down trick play that they went for that seemed unnecessary. Um, on a field goal attempt, they had, um, they moved away from Clyde Edwards-Alaire in the red zone and in the receiving game when he was, you know, providing some decent benefits there. I just think this was a, a, a pretty out-of-sync performance. Looks like Kansas City Chiefs defense, maybe that deservedly, there's some credit to the Colts defense. It, is, it has been a well-coached unit. They've gone under a regime change on offensive side in recent seasons, but they're generally a well-put-together team. They're missing some stars. Maybe they disrupted um, the rhythm, but really this was, it, it just seemed that we sort of disconnect between um, between Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator at the close of the first half, just a team that was not in rhythm as we've seen them in the first two weeks of the season um, and, and left a lot out there. Um, there are enough scoring opportunities where they advance the ball into Colts territory that they should have come away with far more than 17 points. As for what on earth went on with Miami taking on the Buffalo Bills, look, these are two very good teams, two of the best teams we've seen so far on the AFC side of things. I think um, early on uh, we saw the machine that is the Bills offense kicking into gear Miami is a talented defense. They have playmakers at each level of the def at each level of their defensive unit. We started to see some pressure on Josh Allen, for some errant throws, um, so some very nice play from their talented secondary to break up passes. I mean, but this thing closed. We had Miami were up by four points. Um, some odd play calling in the shadow of their own goal with a couple of minutes to go. I mean, they didn't take as much time off the clock as they need to. They end up punting from in their own end zone. We have what will be known as the butt punt uh, with Morstead, the punter there, firing one right up uh, Main Street for the uh, for his poor personal protector who's standing about two <laughs> metres in front of him, um, which I can't tell you what, that cannot be a fun sitting down in a locker room session for, for the poor personal protector there. I mean, the name, the position is a personal protector. That's the role on punt team. You are there as the last line of protection for the punter to get away a clean kick and to uh, to cop one right in the two cheeks uh, from about two metres away. Um, and they hit that ball pretty hard and they pump those balls up pretty uh, pretty firm, despite what we may have heard about Deflategate a few seasons ago. That can't be a good feeling. That ended two points what back to the Bills. Well, you know, um, you know, there's a there's an arts degree in my background that helps with these some of these flowery descriptions I offer on a Monday morning, but that was an absolutely bizarre sequence. The ball did end up back in Buffalo hands late in this one. They moved the ball downfield. There was a penalty. There was some, uh, some intricate time management was needed and it was not provided um, by Josh Allen, the offense. Isaiah McKenzie got caught inbounds. Um, it, it, it wasn't quite what we saw from Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys against the 49ers in the playoffs last year, uh, but it wasn't far off. Just the frustration you saw from the sideline and what you will see if you jump out on social media and, and search the word Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-Y. It's the offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills. Um, yes, uh, he was not pleased with the end of execute end of game execution. Um, up in the he's up in one of the sky booths up high in the stadium, um, having what, a, a moment of frustration that I think every sports fan, every fantasy football player, um, anyone um, really in the world um, has experienced early on their Monday mornings or his work day on Sunday in the states. A, a bit of a dummy spit, but um, a bit of a bit of sharp footage there. Five seconds of fun to go find on social media.
There were several upsets, but to be fair, a lot of the markets were pretty close together, but the two that we touched on there, they were both six-point favourites, uh, the Chiefs and the Bills. But the fir- So they were first two in the market to win the Super Bowl for the last two weeks or three weeks. The third favourite, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're in trouble at halftime as well. They trail the Packers 14-3. Well, the Packers' defense has finally turned up. This this team, on paper going into this season, a lot of talk on the offense. Oh, Devontae Adams gone for the Packers. How are the offense look with Aaron Rodgers? Often his interesting trips around the world in the off season and his interesting comments that he's prone to make on whatever show he appears on. But on defense, I mean, top to bottom, that defensive unit is supposedly stacked. We haven't seen that. Um, we didn't see it in week one. Uh, week two is a little step in the right direction. Week three, though, they're, they're taking advantage of a Buccaneers team where the, defen- the, the offensive uh, line for Tom Brady has been a bit beat up. We've talked about that. They're missing wide receiving weapons. Godwin, Evans, Julio Jones, not fit, not available. They've called Cole Beasley, the Shetland Pony, up. Um, it brought him in to add another veteran wide receiver name for Tom Brady to work with. But... Look, the Packers' defense has caused some turnovers. Um, to be fair, the Buccaneers had a very unique... Um, you know, they, they were able to stop the bleeding a little bit. This could have been worse going into halftime. The uh, the Packers were knocking on the door to the end zone, uh, and the Buccaneers came up with a unique play call where they dropped their 350-pound nose tackle, defensive lineman Vita Vea, dropped him into coverage, so didn't have him on the line of scrimmage, dropped him out. Um, the ball went underneath to Aaron Jones, and 350 pounds meeting a running back um, at full freight caused the ball to spill free, so... So nice bit of athleticism from the big fella, but that's about the only highlight that's, you get from Tampa Bay. It is a pounds. lot. It's a lot of man. It is a lot of man, Vita Vea, and frightening athleticism. Um, you shouldn't be able to bend and move and twist and shake like that, but um, a tremendous talent is Vita Vea. Now, we've got, uh, we've got one to come later in the day, uh, the Denver Broncos and the 49ers, and there's not much in the market here separating these two sides. Denver slight outsiders at $2.00. And the 49ers eighty. Well, it almost feels like we're in two new quarterback situations for both teams. We're still trying to feel what is this Broncos offense with Russell Wilson. I think they've moved the ball quite well between the 20s. I think that's probably been the obvious. It's probably been uh, a bit of hyperbole about how much they've struggled on offense with Russ there. Between the 20s, um, through the middle of the field, they're certainly getting some decent yardage. But, geez, the red zone execution has left a lot to be desired. They've left a ton of points out there, and not just with the kind of running back fumbles that we saw in the season opener against the Seahawks. Um, there's been more to it. Um, so we'll, we'll see against... Uh, this is a 49ers defense... It's gotten better on the back end. The talent up front is very nasty. I expect a low-scoring one. I think it's going to be hard-hitting. I, I have a lot of respect for both these defensive units. Um, if we're talking about a, a little little multi that might have um, come across my eyes, I love the under at 44.5 points. Um, and I think for a team like the 49ers, I don't think your traditional running straight-ahead um, rushing game is going to work against this Broncos defensive front. So I would expect to see we get creative with Debo Samuel. I like him to go over 35.5 yards on the ground there some decent value with that but uh, ultimately I, I'm leaning towards the 49ers in this one I think there's they're, they're in a unique position we how they wound up with Jimmy Garoppolo being able to step in was a ridiculous ridiculous butterfly effect where a thousand different things had to fall a certain way um, for him to wind up in a positive spot back with this team let alone the man at the helm but I, I'm going to lean towards the 49ers to take this one I think it'll be tight it'll be low scoring um, but ultimately, I ha- don't have faith just yet that that Broncos chemistry, particularly in the important parts of the field on offense, is enough to, to put enough points on the board to take this one away from uh, from the Niners. Laurie, if you can just repeat that same game, Aldi, my pen didn't work, so I've, uh, I've got it working now. 
No worries. So I like the, the under the total points for this game set at forty four and a half. So mm-hmm. they're expecting you know we're expecting not a huge amount of offensive fireworks. I like it to go under there. I just think the defensive talent um, across the board uh, is is you know palpable all the way from Australia. So something to enjoy there. Not not a bad low scoring game. A good hard honest tough nosed defensive football game is what I'm expecting. So under there and then. Debo Samuel over 35 and a half rushing yards. I think the Niners will have to get creative to get some things going on the ground and set the platform for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I like Debo getting a few handoffs and breaking a breaking few uh, breaking a, a few plays loose from the backfield just to keep that Broncos defense honest. Well, you are the ultimate tipster coming up with that. So those same game multis, so you can participate. Uh, on those, just log into your account on either the uh, the new tab app or, of course, the website and uh, play away to your heart's content. They're very, very popular. And we've got that up on our, our Twitter feed as well. Laurie, just something before you go. A few things you mentioned there this morning. Uh, uh, Vita Vea, for those that aren't used to Imperial, it's 160 kilos. Have a look at the man. He's huge. He is he is absolutely massive. Um, he's not gonna you know he's a unique body. They, they even for the NFL, which has incredible athletes, and we produced a few ourselves. Jordan Mailata, of course, with the Eagles. Daniel Farlele got his first run at left tackle for the Baltimore Ravens today. Ravens getting a victory. Not the cleanest game for Daniel, but that's to be expected in a position he wasn't um, supposed to be in or expecting to be in um, this early in his rookie campaign. But yeah, the, some of the uh, some of the incredible incredible physical specimens we get out of the NFL. Um, for, from, from you know guys like Kyla Murray, um, who uh, we described last week as running around. He, he when he scrambles around at five foot ten, maybe five foot ten, um, and around two hundred pounds. When he runs around, it looks like a toddler who's. Uh, it's been described as a toddler who stole the TV remote and is running away from his parents. To someone like Vita Vea <laughs> dropping into coverage, it is a game for one and all. That is for sure. And uh, the, the Ken Dorsey dummy spit, I think he definitely needs... I don't know whether it was his laptop in front of him or, or a tablet, but he definitely needs a new one because that one is shattered. I tell you what, between you know Ken Dorsey and Tom Brady breaking a couple of tablets last week, it's, it's a rough trot. It's a rough trot for, uh, for the uh, technology and electronics providers in the NFL the last, uh, last week or so. Yeah, they need to, re- <laughs> to strengthen them somehow. Laurie, always a pleasure, mate. Thank you for that. We'll chat next week. Always great joining you guys. Thanks a lot.